Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show as I choke on my coffee. Episode 331, September 17th, 2022. And uh, I'm excited about today's show. We are joined with Lucas Bird, NCAA All-American, University of Illinois, with a Greco Greco background to him. And uh, yeah, Lucas, sounds like you're out in Champaign, just on a little break from school, maybe training. I don't know about how you're doing today. I'm doing good. I've uh, just kind of for the past three weeks been lifting, just trying to get in the weight room and just trying to get bigger, you know, over the summer right now. Okay, cool, man. Um, So I kind of want to dive really through your story and wrestling over the next however long we sit here. Um, So I know you come from, from, there's a wrestling background in your family. I think your dad and, and some of your brothers wrestled. Tell me, tell me about their wrestling and then, how you were introduced to it if you were just always kind of around it? So I've, I, I've always been around it. My, my dad wrestled in high school and then uh, my brother came along. My brother started in like eighth grade. And then as he would wrestle, I would just like follow around and I would be like in the wrestling room, like not really wrestling with anybody, but uh, my dad like made this dummy that like he sewed together and I would like tackle that for like an hour and a half while everybody worked out. And I was like, I don't know, like four or five and just like tackling a dummy for a couple hours every day. Man, I think that's actually an awesome introduction because I think just being around it is a great introduction in itself, sitting on the side, watching whatever's going on. But at four, maybe even five, you know, Actually, wrestling might be a little early to get into it, and it's it's fine to get in at that age. But like, just tackling a dummy is like you're like doing it, but nobody's fighting back. But you have a partner, yeah, but it, you don't. It was the most simple, like, yeah, yeah. It was super simple. Um, how so? Like, you know, did you start wrestling a year later? Did you tackle that dummy for a couple years? What was kind of the progression like? I like after. So I didn't really, like, compete in any big tournaments growing up. I was, like, strictly, like, I would do some tournaments, but it was a lot of, like, practicing and, you know, like, wrestling live in the room, like, with my older brother or when I was young, like, when I was little and young enough with my dad. And we just kind of, like, I don't know, I want to say 
five, six, I like was introduced into like going out and competing and stuff. And at the time, uh, my brother wrestled for a team called Team Prodigy and was out of Ohio. And I would go in there and I would work out. And in the room, it was like, it would be like Joey Ward, my brother. I want to say Dean Heil was in there at some point. A lot of Ohio hammers and I just like kind of rotate and get beat up all the time. And then I really think that's what like helped me be where I'm at right now. It's so that those are some big names, especially back yeah. in high school. How much older were they? They're like a my little... uh, like my brother's seven years older than me, and he's I want to say he's like a year older than Joey and Dean. Okay, so you've wrestled with these guys, and they're six years older than you. Um, yeah. And you said you didn't really compete growing up. Was it like really young, or like when did you did you start competing? Do you remember? Uh. I like my first state tournament was sixth grade. Like oh, Ohio has like OAC grade school. I didn't do any of that. And then when I was in sixth grade, I was like, my dad was like, all right, we'll go to the state tournament. And at the time I like didn't really know what that meant. So I was like, oh, like I get to, to go in this tournament and wrestle. So I'm wrestling and instead I wrestled uh, Jacob Decatur in the finals and oh. I got pinned. And then, I made it seventh and eighth grade year, and I won it my eighth grade year. Really? So you yeah. it, you didn't really compete until you're twelve, ish. Yeah, like competitively on a cycle of competing. Yeah, whistles and referees and like a yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was did you ever like when you were younger? Did you want to compete? Because obviously you've seen it. You had you knew what wrestling was, and you did practice, and you knew that. For some kids, or a lot of kids, it led to competition, but you weren't competing. Were you okay with that? I was really along for the ride. Like, I liked watching because I, when my brother would travel, like, and my dad would obviously go, I would get to travel. Uh-huh. So it was like, I would get to travel, and I would get to, like, follow along and see all these guys wrestle from a young age and, like, really just kind of watch it and, uh, like, have fun. Yeah. So it was kind of huge to me. I was just like, oh, I get to walk around. I get to eat Dippin' Dots all day, and I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. They are. That's what their slogan was. Though I don't, I haven't seen Dippin' Dots in a long time. So, I don't know. do you see? Have you seen Dippin' Dots lately? I I saw them at Kings Island. I was in an amusement park the other day. Okay. And I saw. I saw. All right. Them. All right, fair enough. I feel like I haven't seen my wrestling turn in a minute, but so as you're as you're going up and and you're 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 training with these guys and you're tagging, you're along for the ride and you're watching them compete and and do all these things and you're eating dipping dots. How did you view them? What did you think of these guys? I like when my brother wrestled. I always just wanted to be better than him. So it was like a constant of like, like I would see him and Joey wrestle. I'd be like, you know, whoever got the better of each other that day, I was like, dang, like, these guys are, like, really good at what they do. I want to be like that. And I knew that, I knew that, like, being around them, I was in the right environment to, like, be at the same level and then, like, eventually, like, hopefully better. So, so the whole, you, as, even though you're along for the ride, you know you're going to get into this and do it. Yeah, like the whole time there, there was like I played other sports, but I like it, I was too physical. Like it was like I played soccer for a year, and 
there there was no I should not have been on a soccer field. <laughs> you were bumping into kids. Yeah, like and, uh, it was much easier to just just wrestle. So if you're doing all this practicing but not competing, do you remember your first comp your first competition or your first match? Or that whole, that whole first day or tournament or, or dual meet? There's a picture. Um, and I think I'm wrestling a girl. And not a singlet. And the singlet's like taped in the back. So I like it stay like I fit it. And uh-huh. I I don't remember like wrestling. But I like that picture. I'm like, oh, like I kind of remember being there. Like somewhat. Yeah. And then I also remember... I wrestled for Team Prodigy once, and I lost. And I want to say, like, I it lost the duel for us. Oh. And I was, like, I was like crying, like really, really upset. And the coach like looked at me and he was like, "It happens, man. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's whatever." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you're so nonchalant about like we just lost." Yeah, and it was just like, wow, fun. Yeah, dang. So aside from that loss. Obviously, you've had a good amount of success, you know, in recent years. Did you have success kind of early on or did it take a while? Because you you kind of like you said, you were kind of not you're necessarily bred for this, but you were in the right environment, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I never like I never looked at like middle school state as like this crazy accomplishment. Yeah, like it's cool to win state, obviously, but it's such a young age. I feel like it's just kind of like, ah. And you recognize middle- that from a young age? Well, my brother did. My brother would always tell me like middle school state titles, like they don't mean anything. <laughs> I was just like Brett, like it was just always like, yeah, oh, like state title, like it is what it is. Like if I do it, awesome. And like sixth grade year, I made the finals, didn't win. Seventh grade year, I made the finals, didn't win. Eighth grade year, I made the finals, and I finally won. And then Max was finally – my little brother's name is Max. He was finally like, all right, like now it's like you get to wrestle with like the important stuff. Like, what do you mean? He's like high school. High school, like college coaches don't look and be like, he was a five-time middle school, <laughs> grade school, state champ. Like, he was kidding. Uh-huh. Did you – did you go to the high school state state tournament come, as you were coming up? Yeah, I watched watch my it. brother uh, Matt side wrestle Dean Hyland and George D. Camilla. You were Matt side. Yeah, like how and in, in Ohio they have so they have three mats and yeah. they like bring the stands like eye level with the mat and okay. uh, like it's kind of like Matt side. It's not right yeah. on the mat, but yeah, I know what you mean. like I wrestle Hyland and D. Camilla. Man, so just having man, have growing up in those environments, and then and then being there at those tournaments really sets you up for success. Also, how did you how did those matches go with High Island D Camilla? He lost to High Island D Camilla. Okay, those yeah. are some really <laughs> tough guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make a joke about it now, <laughs> but at the time he was really upset. But when they had wrestled each other in the finals and nationals, I was like, "Well, look, you lost two NCAA." you can't be mad about it yeah no joke um so once it was your finally your time you know what what do you remember about being in in that high school state tournament compared to watching it 
it's it's so much like it's like really there like you're in the moment like it's an in the moment thing how like they set it up at ohio is when you walk out of like the tunnel they have the tunnel is like all dark and on the walls like they pad the walls and they have all of like the three timers and four timers like pictures up on the walls so like you walk under it and you're like oh like this guy's a three-time state champ like this guy's a four-timer and some of those guys are like now coaching and you turn around and they're like right behind you like Like, you're right there so it was kind of like once you get used to it like being in the tunnel like was the hardest part but after that it's like it's just clockwork now like it's just wrestling you said being in the tunnel was the hardest part because the anticipation and the nerves or because some of the stuff you just mentioned like the stuff on the wall and these stars are right here behind you and all around you or why was being in the tunnel the hardest part for you freshman year it's kind of like it was more of I like came into high school and I wanted to outdo my brother so I think I put a lot of nerves on me of wanting to be better than my brother so it was so much like his so freshman year he got seventh then he got fifth and then he made the finals twice and I was like well I have to like I have to do better (laughs) like I don't do better I'm not the superior brother were you guys always competitive? Yeah, we've always been at each other's necks for anything. Give me an example, other than wrestling. Uh, there was like a family. We had like a family Thanksgiving night, and we were competitive <laughs> during Wii Bowling. Like to the point of like, like we the, were pulling out. Like, video game, Wii? Yeah. <laughs> and we like kind of like pulling out plaques of like stuff like, I did this, you didn't do this, like at each other's necks at Lee Bowling. <laughs> this is Thanksgiving dinner. What's the rest of the family think? Are they like they're all and uncle? watching and me and Max are just screaming at each other. And everybody's like, like, how did, how did we get here? Like we were playing, <laughs> we, we were playing a friendly game of Wii Bowling. And now you guys are at each other's throats. I won state in eighth grade. You didn't. Literally. That's what it's like. And it's just like, at one point you're just like, you look back and we're like, wow, like we really argued about stuff like that. Just anything. Anything you can yeah. argue about. Anything that like was competitive we'd argue about. Yeah. Um, so as high school goes on, how were you comparing to your brother's finishes? Uh, we both got seventh freshman year. And then I got – he got, I think, fifth sophomore year. And I got third. And then I made the finals and I won it both. And I was like, yep. I'm uh, uh, Winning like winning one put me in like so at my old at LaSalle, my old high school, we had only had one state champ. And when I won my first one, it was like, all right, like I'm in the category now, like I'm probably the best wrestler in my high school, like to come out of my high school. Yeah. And in my senior year when I won it, I was like, All right, I'm definitely like the best wrestler to come out of my high school right now. Yeah. Like the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Cemented it. Um You've had a Greco success too, right? National champion, been in wrestling the world team. Uh, when did you get introduced to Greco and or Greco and freestyle? Uh, Schoolboy Duels was my uh, like first introduction. And I remember my first ever Greco match. It was against Kurt McHenry. And he head and armed the hell out of me. <laughs> I never wanted to wrestle Greco again after that. And my dad kept making me. When... So you, okay, you get headlocked by a stud and you're like, F this, I'm out. 
dad says, no, 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 no. At what yeah. point did you be like, eh, actually, I, maybe I kind of like this thing and maybe I'm kind of good at it? Uh, the, the trials. Like Fargo. In 2017 like or, or a different year? 27, the, the 2017. That's when you were I like, team, right? heard, because there was more like, I'm one if like, I hear my name, like, oh, Luke's bird's in the bracket. I'm like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm not bad. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm in the bracket. People recognize me. So then I'm like, all right, well, I guess like, I should be doing this. And then I just kind of kept wrestling through and I made the finals and I was like, oh, like, I, I guess I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> Had you... Like, did you did you train a lot of Greco leading up to that? What are you, 15, 16 or something at the time? 16. I wrestled with my dad every day. Greco, like like in the yeah. living room kind of thing or like, no, in a gym on the mat? No. Uh, in the, yeah, in, in the wrestling room. And it was, at the time, my dad was like 50-something. <laughs> my dad's 63 now, so he's, I don't know, 50. 50, 50 something yeah. and we would like we would do pummel drills and i like never wanted to throw them because i didn't want to like hurt them but we would do <laughs> pummel we would do top and bot like parterre where he would start with a gut and i would have to defend it like 30 seconds and we would just like we do that for an hour and a half really yeah and it was i mean it worked D- you said like that the trials is where I really kind of got into Gruck or something. Like, when did did you think you going into the tournament? Were you thinking I'm gonna make a world team, or was that a goal at all? Like, like growing up wanting to do better than your brother, and you wanted to be better than seventh and fifth, and 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 all those things. So those are like goals that seem like deeper, more deeply ingrained. Uh, is that fair or no? Like to be honest, I was just there to scrap. <laughs> like I knew what was on the line. Like I knew I could make a world team, yeah. but at the time I was just like, I'm just there to scrap. Like I just wanted to wrestle. Man. And you just start wrestling through and, uh, somebody who like played a big influence on my Greco is, uh, Jacob Casper. Yeah. Cause he, he coached me at Fargo. Uh, like when I, uh, I placed in everything, I hit my first suplex with Casper in the corner like Casper like really pushed me like be really good in Greco and if you go back and watch the the world team matches he like comes off the mat still has like his singlet I think his singlet's on and his like straps are down and he's like he came over to coach me in the finals because that's like at the U.S. Open where there's all the the senior level events going on as well right like fished up and he came over and started coaching had you guys so had you had worked with him prior to that tournament? Fargo, like oh, like when but, when I would go to Fargo, that was like really the only time I worked with Casper. Wow, what'd you pick and up then, from him? Sorry, uh, it was just like just let it fly. Like Casper's like such a non like just just go out there and just like take what's yours, and that was like all right, like here we go. You keep up with him at all today? Yeah, I I was talking with him a couple of days ago. I uh, I try to watch his uh, his NXT or his it's NXT, WWE NXT one of the uh, his matches with his brother. I I, I try to. 
I've seen highlights. Right? I, don't, I don't really watch pro wrestling, although I've recently started going back and watching early WWE from the 80s um, that I used to watch, WrestleMania. But they got the tag team belt, or, right? And, but it's like, uh, it's, it's net, yeah. WNXT is like the tier below. Yeah, it's like if you're really, really, like if you do really well in NXT, I think you can like work your way to sign a contract with the WWE. Okay. But yeah, I like I try to keep up with him. I like I I like you, Casper, as like a brother. Like we're yeah. su- we were super close at Fargo, and then uh, just kind of like at nationals and stuff. He wasn't there, but like after my matches, he would shoot me a message or like stuff like that. Yeah, like, always stick. That's super cool. Um, where were the world championships that summer? Greece, Greece, Athens. Yeah. It was yeah. Awesome. Tell Athens. me about that experience. Yeah, what was that like? Um, it's definitely a, like a culture shock from like how they train. Because we like obviously like in the U.S. like you can't wear sauna suits to work out. Like on the pond over there, it's just not frowned upon. Like they don't care. Like there were guys working out like wearing sauna suits, just like repping off arm throws like nothing. I was like, whoa, you guys train really, really, really hard for this. Don't get me wrong. I think like the U.S. trains really hard, but they're on like like a different tier of like insanity to to like some degree, in my opinion. Okay. Um, how was the competition? Oh, it was great. It was. I want to say I won my first two, and then I I lost to the Russian, and then he wrestled the kid from Japan and lost on like a five second like caution and won. Uh-huh. And I was, I was like, damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah, it was. It sucked, but it was like it was such a good experience to, to be able to just go over there and even like wrestle at the OTC, and get to like, hang out with you know, the guy on the senior world teams and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like such a different level of training. Sure. I believe I saw you at the OTC. I think we may even had a little scrap. I know. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we like, it was like after a workout or something. Because yeah. you were talking, uh, I want to say you were talking to uh, Cox, Jaden. I think so. I think that was, cl- I think I was leaving that night. I think I'd been there for a couple of days. Yeah. And then we filmed it and something happened. I think I lost so that the film got lost or something like that. Maybe. maybe. I think you should try to find the film. <laughs> I think we need that film. <laughs> I'll look back if I can find it. I have, I have, I have a box of hard drives like this that yeah. sometimes I just go through. And I'm like, oh my god, it's from 2012, it's from 2017. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff floating around back there. So we'll see if we can't locate that. I'm definitely not going with you today. <laughs> you were like 110 pounds back then, or something. Super tiny, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so you know, did college wrestling? So you even said, like, you know, my brother taught me that high school is what kind of matters. Who cares about middle school? College coaches don't care what you did in middle school. At that point, were you thinking about college as you were getting into high – not thinking about, but thinking about wanting to wrestle in college? I, like, when my brother wrestled in college, like, when he, like, his freshman year and everything, and I went to some duels and stuff, I, like – that's when I was, like, oh, like, I want to wrestle. Like, I want to wrestle in college. Yeah. Like, truly wanted to wrestle in college. I feel like a lot of people say, like, I want to wrestle in college. Yeah. But, like, they don't, like, 
they don't have the the motivation or the the drive to like put what it takes to do that yeah and i was like truly i was like i want to wrestle in college i was like i like i want to wrestle for a national title like that was the the realization i had so that was and, so, and he's what six seven years older than you so you were in middle school so at that time yeah. you, you were thinking about college at what point did that recruiting star at what point did you start you know thinking about seri- giving serious thought to where you want to go well so it's weird with me my junior year i went on my one visit to maryland and then i committed to maryland yeah so i didn't have like a uh like a like a real recruiting like went to all my visits experienced all these things because at the time, like, Marilyn was talking to me, and they were always, like, communicating with me. And I was like, wow, like, this is great. Like, I'm going here. Yeah. I loved the campus. Like, I loved I loved it. And then when McCoy got uh, – when McCoy stepped down, they were like, oh, like, you can open your recruitment if you would like. I was like – and at the time, I, th- I was number one in the country. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, we're, I'm going to open it and see what's out there. And after that, it was – phone call after phone call after phone call and uh poeta uh my so my high school Illinois, and i was like or like poeta would text him and be like hey like uh i see birds like open his recruitment like we want to come down we want to like talk to him and his family like we want to we want to you know really invest ourselves in him and Penn State was the same way. Like, they wanted to get me on a visit and everything. And I think it was, like, Poeta, Hef, and Hunter all came down one day and watched a practice. What was, like, really big for me is my dad used to run the club out of uh, my high school. And I would do, like, my high school practice, and then I would help with the club practice. And... Like, that's something that's really big to me is, like, helping the kids out and stuff. And he, like, they all three stayed for the club practice. Like, they didn't pull me away from the club practice. Like, they let me do, like, something I've all, like, I've always done it. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, really huge that they connected two hours to, to, like, let me do that. And then we had, like, dinner and stuff, and it was a great time. Heck, yeah. So was it it a no-brainer at that point? Hey, did that sell you, or did you? Was there still maybe Penn State Penn, or whoever else? Like it was still, it was still on the fence with Penn State. Like it was Illinois and Penn State. It was very much on the fence, and I like I I had a long, long conversation with my head coach, and what it like ultimately came down to is I'm like three and a half hours from my house, so I can go home whenever I want. My parents can come visit me if they need me, like. Penn State was it was a distance thing. Yeah. Like I don't mind like I don't mind being away from home, but if like there's an emergency, like I would have to like catch a flight or have a eight, six, eight and a half hour drive to home. Where now I have my dad says, Hey, like something's here, like can you get here? I can just drive drive three hours. Yeah. So that makes that makes a big difference. Um, so I guess, did you have goals and expectations coming into college? Like I want to be this, that, and the other and, and how, I know how it's gone so far, but how's that gone compared to maybe your goals or expectations? 
Um, I would say, like, I think I've hit, like, I haven't hit, like, what I want to do. Like, obviously, I want to be a national champion. Right. That's, like, that's a brainer. But being an All-American twice, it's just kind of one of those things where I don't, I don't really think about it. Like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an All-American. Right. Like, it's, like, I've done it, so I'm just kind of, like, when I did it the first time, I was, like, oh, like, this is awesome. Yeah. And I did the second time, and I was, like, all right, like, this is cool. Like, this is a good experience. This is, like, it makes me feel good. But then it's, like, but I'm not a national champ. Yeah. I'm not the best kid in the country. I'm the fifth best kid in the country. On that day. So, so it's, like, it's very much, it feels great, but then I, like, I'm like I'm really hard on myself, and I think everybody is. But I immediately like reality check myself. Like, hey, like, great, you got fifth. You're you're not. What? Oh, that was weird. It, like the screen went away. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, the screen went away. That was weird. But it's like the reality check is like, hey, like, you're not you're not a national champion. Right. Compare wrestling your second time in nationals versus the first and maybe what you took from that first experience that could have helped or made you more prepared the second time. Uh, I was just way too nervous the second time for some reason. Really? Yeah, like I didn't really want to like, I don't know, it was weird. I was in a funk. Like I really didn't want to be at the national tournament. Like if I'm being honest, I like, I was like, I want this to be the next weekend. I don't want it to be this weekend. I'm not, I'm not feeling it, which is like weird to say, but it's it's just kind of how it was, and I think my wrestling reflected that in the first match. Do you? That's one. Th- like most guys would admit that, and you're like just that's being honest, which is great. Was it? Was it like something wrestling related, school related, out personal outside of that, or if you know if you do or don't care to talk about it? Oh, it was definitely personal. Like, yeah. it was definitely, like, I've went through, like, especially in high school, like, I went through a lot of stuff with, like, depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And I, like, sometimes will go in these funks where nothing feels right. Like, I really just want to lay in bed all day. Like, I just want to – I don't want to do anything. And nationals happened to, to fall in a time where, like, I had this little funk and – I like told Mike, I like told, I told Paul, I was like, Hey, like, like after I had placed in everything, I went up to, I was like, Hey, like, can we have a conversation? Like, you know, I want to tell you like what I was feeling in nationals. Cause it's not every day that like I go out there and I get pinned. So it was, I went to Paul, I was like, Hey, like, I didn't want to be at the national tournament. He's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I like just wasn't feeling it. Like I didn't want to be there at all. And somebody that helped me come to a realization so after i got pinned i like poeta came up to me he's like you know can't really say anything but i'm say like i'm sorry like you're not gonna be a national champ i was like well hell. all right so i took my shoes off and i went to starbucks uh with my with my girlfriend and she was like like what's going on like, i don't know i just don't want to be here she was like well, what do you mean I was like, I like, I couldn't tell you what's wrong with me. Like, there's just something that's not right. And she basically like looked at me and was like, you need to quit being like a baby and you need to. 
out there and wrestle how like the entire country knows you know how to wrestle. And from that, it was just slowly pulling myself out of the funk. Like every time I would warm up, I would make sure that like I was relaxed and everything was okay. And then I would go out there and just like really just hope like the, the after the next two things after that, it was like, you're going to go out there and you're going to wrestle and we're going to, we're going to see what happens. Wow. Um, how, how did you feel big tens or, or the week, you know, there's a week, how did you feel the, the week after big tens or I'm just trying to understand like, you know, was it when you showed up in Detroit yeah. that you were like, now nah, or was it was when I was like the night, the night before wins, how everybody gets in the arena and like wrestles and like when gets weighed off and everything. That was when I, I was like warming up and nothing was clicking. Like I couldn't figure anything out. It's oh. not the weekend to have this going on. And I thought that I could like deal with it myself. Like I was like, I'm just going to like, you know, talk to myself, like, get out of this funk by myself and it, it didn't happen. <laughs> wow. Um, is that kind of how it's been? You said, you know, you've dealt with maybe some depression or things. Has it been similar in the past or, and it doesn't sound like deep, deep depression necessarily. It just sounds like, like, like a funk, like it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, It's definitely gotten a lot better. Like since high school, it's gotten like way better, but there's just, sometimes it's just like, you just get into a funk and you don't know why. And you just kind of like, well, gotta gotta figure it out now. Yeah. You feel like that conversation with your girlfriend was was what you needed? Oh yeah. Like I needed someone to tell me that I needed someone outside of my coaches and parents to tell me that I was being just I like I was acting like a kid, like I was just being a baby. Huh. And had had you had these conversations in the past, it, whether it's high school or, or whenever you were kind of dealing with the same kind of things uh yeah my my high school coach knew like i would get into these things and it was essentially he would like tell me the same thing like hey like you you're like being a baby and you are far better than like kids in this bracket and you need to wrestle like it (sighs) okay well you know what's interesting i remember your um Saturday morning, everybody makes all Americans and they have like three chairs back and three or four yeah. chairs in the back where the media comes up and, and talks to all you guys. And, you know, you have a hundred conversations that morning as a, yeah. as a interviewer. Right. But I remember yours and I remembered just like this, I don't know, I'll call it good vibe, good energy from you. It's like, I, you just felt happy or, yeah. or I remember you were talkative and it seemed so, so two, two days prior, you felt like shit right yeah but was it was it um coming back and placing fifth and like going out on a win or did you just kind of feel good in general it was like after i had like made it to wrestle ragason right that was the mat that was a match i wanted back because he beat me a big tense uh-huh and poeta looks at me and he goes all right i was like i, like, I don't need a serious talk and he was like i know and he reads off a joke Poeta, like, if you watch me wrestle this year, Poeta and Isaiah will, like, if I, like, there's a break in the match, they'll, like, tell me jokes to keep me, like, loose. And before I went out there in the blood round, Poeta gave me a joke and said, all right, go have fun. And I, like, I wrestled, like, lights out for that match. That was a very 
good like it was a really good match for me the throw was amazing like everything just kind of lined up and i all american and i was like wow all right now we're just wrestling for placement like i get like i did what i came to do and now it's just like all right like now we're just trying we're like seeing how high we get to stand on the podium are you playing with house money yeah like it's you're already in do you remember the joke and and if so you know can you tell it on on air it's uh he's messed it up before it's a rice joke (laughs) it's like if you we're at big tens my freshman year when he tried to tell me this joke and he messed it up he's like if you're hungry and you want something like it's two thousand rice and he was like just turn around was like screw it like just go back out there i messed the joke up (laughs) and then he like has jokes on standby like he'll get jokes the night before and like bring out his phone and be like all right if you want if you're hungry and you want 2000 of something like rice or something weird and i'm just like i like think it's funny because i think it's like it's supposed to be funny just like it's a i think it's funny and i always think about when he messed it up so I always am just like, you're going to mess this up. Or like, I'll, we'll go to the corner. I'll be like, all right, don't mess this up. Yeah. And he'll like slap me on the chest and be like, shut up. Like, it, just like a way to get me to smile and laugh. Yeah, that even keeps it lighter, right? He's screwed. And, I, yeah. and now every time he tells you a joke, it's funny before he starts it. Yeah, like it's way better before he even tells me. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. That's, um, that's, that's you know, interesting stuff. And, and you know, some guys they're in a funk and then they get pinned. They might just say, screw it. You're like halfway give up on the backside. Cause it's like, yeah. you, you lose that first round. You see that path and you're like, what do you got? Went three, four, four, however many in a row. And it's like hammers. Five. Right Five. Five yeah. Oh, it's, it's a long way back. It is a, it is a very long tournament losing in the first round. So after that, that conversation with the girlfriend at Starbucks, were you, did you snap back into it or was it like gradual? Gradual. It was definitely gradual. It was definitely like, you're being a baby. You need to, to, to figure this out. I was like, all right, fine. You're right. Like one of those things where like, I knew she was right. Like anybody could have told me that. And I knew they were going to be right. Yeah. And at the time it was like, I didn't want to hear my dad or my brother or my mom or my, my coaches telling me these things. Like I needed to hear it from somebody else. And like, she was just the one that was like, and I'm, I'm so thankful that she was willing to say it yeah. because if she doesn't say that, I think the tournament's a lot shorter than what it was. Yeah. Well, you know, like awkward, say, awkward conversations are hard to have. Yeah, uh, necessary and and usually produce a good outcome. Yeah. So, and after she had told me that, like I told my parents, and my parents were like, "My brother and my brother, I was thinking the same thing. I just wasn't going to tell you because I'm your older brother." And it's nationals, and it's a sensitive time. Yeah, like people, and- yeah, it's, it's a tough loss. Like you don't want to tell your your little brother that he's being a baby. Like <laughs> after but, you got pinned, he's a th- he's- yeah. But she said it, and it was like, "All right, it's, it's time to scrap. Here we go." Man, well, good for you guys. Good for her. Yeah. What's her name? Ellie. Ellie. She seems like a good woman. Yeah, she's. She was like 
been through like she played volleyball and had to medically retire because like both her knees are bad so she like knows what it's like to to have to like you know give up or not be able to play so she was very like influential of like i've been through this and you're like essentially like like i wish i could still play like you're doing this and now you just want to quit because you lost your match like that's not fair like there's somebody else out there that wants to and i want to say that was probably said somewhere along the conversation that we had and i was like okay like this is like i need to to figure this out because i like belong here in a way yeah no what like the perfect obviously it's not good for her yeah. that did that happen but it's the perfect way to get you to yeah like understand and coming from someone that it's happened to yeah yeah man that's great well awesome i'm glad to hear that and uh yeah. certainly excited to watch 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 you know this next season and, and see you and and illinois um we're, we're kind of winding down but there's a a game or a question i like to ask everybody and it's called wins and whoopings all right, so if yeah. you can think over the span of your entire career, I'm looking for an example on either side. Uh, a win that stands out as memorable. It could be Ragason, It can be a Little League win. It can be high school states or anything, right? One win, when you think back at your wrestling career, that just – it's memorable. And one just whooping you took that you came off the mat questioning if you even knew how to wrestle. One you just – you know, we've all been manhandled at some point. Um, one win, one whooping. Answer either one first. The whooping is Austin Asanto at Carver. My first time like wrestling in college. Your first, first, like the first, like like freshman year or like oh, redshirt sure. freshman, like first like dual season stuff. Yeah, during COVID, that was rough. Tell me, so rough. I mean, one Austin is very good. He's got a motor, yeah. and Carver's. Cannot be an easy place to wrestle. Yeah, um, he uh, people on you yelling at you, cheering for him. Yeah, he went to hit a dump, and I just told myself I was going to jump out of it. And somehow, in the ten seconds that that was going on, my ankles touched the back of my head. And there's a picture that they have of him like going. My head's on the mat. And he's like crunching me like a lawn chair. Yeah, it was bad. Man, Did the crowd get on you. It was during COVID, so there wasn't like oh. it wasn't packed. It was. I'm really glad it wasn't packed. <laughs> but yeah, it was like a a lesser Carver, but still like that's what like after he did that, I like wanted to beat him so bad. Yeah. yeah. And then the win, the win would like, it, it's Ragson at Nashville. Yeah. That's a that was the huge one for me. Or Corbin in the fifth sixth place match. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I could see I could see it in your aura. You know, you were in a good yeah. Spot. Was, those were probably the two. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, man, this has been a great conversation. Um, and and it's 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 cool to you know learn the backstory and and yeah. get caught up the present day and. And, you know, really looking forward to, to watching the rest of your career. Oh, um, long-term plans. We want to go senior level. We want to quit, you know, quit, but wrap it up at NCAA. We want to wrestle Greco ever again? Uh, I think I might make a run at the Olympic team for Greco mm-hmm. in 24, just to, like, do it. 
but I want to fight when I'm done. Okay. Yeah, Heck I want yeah. like I really, really want to fight. That's what I want to do when I'm finished. Do you have uh, have you done a little jujitsu or a little striking or a little muay thai or anything like that? Done a lot of jujitsu. My uh, my dad, his club is run out of a jujitsu boxing muay thai gym, huh. so I rolled jujitsu with those guys. And then I've been up to uh, Matt Brown's gym in Chicago, Immortal, uh-huh. and I've like talked with him and uh, Mark Coleman. And I was just kind of like, I've done some sparring with their guys and stuff. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's what I want to do. All right. You got any favorite favorite fighters, little guys, big guys, anybody? Current or past or uh, current? Right now. Khabib was my favorite. Khabib's always, like, Khabib's always been my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking hammer. <laughs> yeah. like He's just really, really efficient in what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to watch you wrestle this next year with the Illini, but we're going to give you the final word to say anything you want to say about anything. I just want to thank my family, my friends, and everybody that's, you know, my coaches that everybody's been involved in my, like, the wrestling because, like, truly without the, like, everybody behind me, I, like, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So just really appreciative of everything everybody's done for me. Awesome, man. Well, we'll see if we can pull out that lost tape of the uh, OTC match between you and me in 2017. Uh, But until then, have a great day. Thanks so much for coming on, and and we'll see you soon. Thank you for having me. I'll see you guys. You bet. Take care. All right, folks. Lucas Bird, two-time NCAA All-American for Illinois, and um, really appreciate him talking about his struggles. You know, uh, I think a lot of people go through struggles. Not a lot of people talk about it, so hats off to him. Um, And that's going to do it for this week. Excited. For next week, got a couple big guests lined up. Uh, Makai Lewis will be on the show. Brody Teska will be on the show. And one other. So we will see you guys back next week. Thanks so much. Adios.